Welcome to the Hilton Effect podcast series. This year marks Hilton's 100th anniversary, and the Hilton Effect, as the authors define it, is the positive, world-altering impact that Hilton has had and continues to have on billions of lives and thousands of communities around the globe. At the heart of Hilton's success story are the thousands of dedicated team members who care deeply about providing the best hospitality experiences for guests across Hilton's thousands of hotels. I'm Yolanda Brown, and in this series, I will be interviewing inspirational team members from across Hilton's hotels and offices in Europe, Middle East and Africa to find out the secrets behind the award-winning Hilton teams and learn what motivates those team members to lead the way in hospitality for the next century. In this episode, it's a real pleasure to welcome Simon Vincent, Hilton's president across Europe, Middle East and Africa, and the man responsible for overseeing the team members and hotels in those countries. Simon has over 20 years experience in the hospitality and tourism sector. And since he joined Hilton in 2007, he's been at the heart of huge expansions within the company, as well as driving initiatives that have seen Hilton recognised as one of the best companies to work for in the world. Simon. Thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to see you. Good to see you. And um, over the past hundred years, Hilton has gone from one hotel to thousands of hotels. What do you think is the secret behind its incredible growth and success? I think there are three secrets to the success. I think we have an inspirational vision. We have a very simple and clear strategy. We have an amazing culture as a business. And can you share some of the memorable successes and challenges, if you will, across your career? Well, listen, I've had a very rich and varied career. It hasn't always been in hospitality. I started out my career in banking. I moved into the broader travel industry with Thomas Cook, where latterly I was chief operating officer. And I joined Hilton in 2007. And it's been an amazing journey since then. We have truly transformed this company. And uh, I've been privileged to play a small part in that transformation. Yeah. And what, what sort of challenges do you think you've faced along your personal journey? I guess some of the biggest challenges have been changing sector in moving from banking to travel, then into hospitality. Yes. Uh, but what I've actually found, even though they are different sectors and different businesses, different brands, actually, there are many similarities and many lessons that you can apply from one industry to another and many general management practices uh, and many strategies that actually both stand the test of time and are relevant across different Absolutely. sectors, different industries. And what led you to hospitality then? I have to say it was a little bit of an accident, really. I mean, I didn't. Sometimes the best uh, news are. <laughs> actually, I, I, I think my career has been a little bit of an accident all along. I, I started out in banking, as I said. I, I hadn't intended to move out of banking, it just so happened that the individual that I was working for at the bank was also the chairman of Thomas Cook. And uh -huh. he seconded me to Thomas Cook for uh, 12 weeks to work on a project in Tokyo in Japan. And 12 years later, I was still at Thomas Cook. I love and it. By that time, I was chief operating officer. So that wasn't planned. Yes. And I guess from my time at Thomas Cook, I'd always been in and around hotels, True. but never worked in the hospitality sector in its purest sense. But uh, it was a natural progression, I guess, for me then to uh, to move into hospitality. And when Hilton came knocking on the door, I mean, what's not to love about the most famous Absolutely. name in hospitality asking you to come and lead a, a major part of their business? So it was a privilege for me to accept uh, the invitation. And you said you spent some time in, in Asia. Hmm. Having worked in so many different countries, what's your sort of biggest learnings in terms of working with different cultures? 
I think having an open mind is the key. Everybody and each culture is different. And you've just got to be open-minded, flexible, and resilient in many ways um, to accept that not everybody does things the way that you would do them, that there are norms and that there are behaviors that uh, you're going to have to adapt to. And I think it's critical just to be to enjoy the environment within which you are in and immerse yourself in that environment as best you can. Yes. And have you had any sort of culture shocks where you thought, I was prepared, but I wasn't really prepared for this? Oh, gosh, many culture shocks. <laughs> um, but I think you just got to roll with the punches. Yes, and, um, yeah. Yeah, look, I've been in uh, all sorts of interesting situations and it's been a real privilege to be a part of them. I yeah. think uh, from a simple tea drinking ceremony or a, just the way that different cultures conduct business, um, the way that um, they interact with each other. I think you've just got to be open-minded, positive, and just roll with it. Absolutely. Is there an unforgettable moment that's had an impression on you, sort of when you've gone into a a new territory or a different hotel under the Hilton banner? I can think of one incident quite recently, and it was uh, came back to haunt me, in fact, humiliate me in front of all of the general managers (laughs) at our recent conference. Sure whereby Krishna like <laughs> our chief executive, and I walked into the Abuja Hilton to a cacophony of sound, song, and dancing. It was truly one of the most amazing welcomes wow. that we have ever received. And I just saw out of the corner of my eye this group of dancers edging their way towards Chris. Ah, yes. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I think I better take one for the boss here. <laughs> And join in. Did you do the dance? I did the dance, after a fashion. It's subsequently been labelled the chicken dance, and I'm not sure I'm ever going to live that down. I do hope uh, there is some footage of that somewhere. There is some footage. (laughs) It was, as I say, played to uh, a thousand delegates at uh, our last general manager conference. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I, uh, Chris, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten that. And uh, revenge is uh, a best dish, (laughs) it's a dish best served cold. Absolutely. But in the essence of it, though, that is exactly what you're saying about embracing the cultures and, you know, really being a part of whatever that hosting country is doing for you. Because for them, that was probably equally as important that you did no, join absolutely. in and, and, and look, enjoy. And I have to say, look, we get a tremendous welcome wherever we go, but the African welcomes are really quite special. Tell me about the future of hospitality in Africa. Oh, I think the future is very bright in Africa. Our business is all about supply and demand. There's a huge pent-up demand for international quality hotels Mm. in africa i think uh, you know we're currently meeting that demand by building out a number of fantastic hotels i think africa will continue to be one of the largest growth markets for uh, for hilton Um, it's not without its challenges both in terms of sheer geographical expanse in terms of logistics in terms of you know the way of doing business out there but um, this is what hilton does it when it's at its best Sure, sure. And I know Hilton is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. Um, What's important for a 100-year-old business to be considering in order to take on and dominate the next 100 years? Sort of forward I think you've always got to understand where you've come from. I think you have to have a clear sense of history and a clear sense of purpose, but you mustn't let your past define your future. And I think there are a number of things that we have taken from our past and our legacy of our founder that are as relevant today as they were in his time. Mm. But we've also got to make sure that we're relevant to the next generation. And I think one of our big challenges as a business is to make sure that our brands are relevant to the next generation to continue the great work of Conrad Hilton whilst also 
you know, updating our image, making ourselves relevant, as I say, and uh, making sure that uh, our business model is one that will thrive in the next century. Absolutely. Brilliant. Many people in your company look at you as a role model. I know that might feel strange, but who do you look to? Who gives you guidance and wisdom as you're at the, the top of the pyramid? Oh, listen, I, I mean, I, I've had the privilege of working for so many good people over um, the years. And I always say, whoever you work for, um, however good they are, however much you respect them, you can always learn something. Yes. And that's something yes. that I have uh, lived by. One particular individual that um, I encountered very early on in my career was a, a Frenchman called uh, Hervé de Carmois. He was the chief executive of the global banking sector for HSBC. Mm. Uh, he, I was a young 24-year-old graduate. He took me under his wing. I worked in his private office. Um, he taught me so much. You know, he's somebody that I'm still in touch with today that I consider to be, uh, you know, a mentor that I would turn to if I needed advice on a particular situation or career advice. Yeah. Um, but there have been so many. Uh, even Chris Nassetta today. I mean, he's an amazing guy to work for. Yes. He's got boundless energy. He's uh, totally passionate about our business and developing the culture within our business. And he's been relentlessly focused in yeah. executing the strategy. And I think that rubs off on the executive committee and those around him. Sure. And uh, it's a sign of great leadership. It's, and I think it will be refreshing for a lot of our listeners because, you know, it will be the whole team that will hear this, the whole Hilton team, um, to hear that you still have somebody that you can go to to sort of brush ideas against and um, oh, and get some feedback from. So it's something that we all do throughout. You no, know? Listen, I'm still learning. <laughs> I, you know, I'm relatively new to hospitality you yes, know, and yes. uh, I'm surrounded by so many professionals who started their career front office clerk or uh, as bellboys or um food and beverage assistance, whatever, yes. and have gone on to amazing careers within hospitality. And I think that's one of the great things of our industry that um, we actually promote people from within and that we actually allow people to grow and develop and to uh, and to realise their career ambitions. Sure. Uh, and, and, and do you feel that as a position in yourself, being a role model, are there people that you see so much potential in and that you think you'd give that extra time to? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our board of future generations is a great case in point. Yes, uh, yeah. Here we've got a young, uh, enthusiastic group of individuals who look at life through a slightly different lens to <laughs> people of my generation. And I think we've got to embrace that. Absolutely. And we've got to make sure that uh, we listen, that we learn, and uh, that we make sure that our brands are relevant going forward because there's a sure. lot of things that um, the next generation want and see differently to the previous. And it would be remiss of us if we didn't uh, if we didn't listen to them. And thinking about that, that next generation that are coming up, they're leaving school and university. What sort of advice would you give them as they're looking to get into hospitality? I would say work hard. I think that uh, a strong work ethic always helps. I would say always have an open mind mm. and look at every situation as an opportunity. Yes. You never know what may come. I mean, if I look back at my career, I took one or two random moves that it wasn't entirely clear where they were leading. But um, when you, I sound like an old man now, no, but when, no. you, when you look back, you can see that it was all part of a path and a process. And you take something from it. And it's a learning learned. process. Yes, and yeah. I think you've got to look at everything as an opportunity. Or take every opportunity that comes your way. And what about the, the guests, you know, the, the next generation of millennial guests that are coming to stay in your hotels? How have you adapted the brand for them? Well, we're adapting our business model to be a model that's relevant in the digital world. So we're using a lot of technology now to uh, embrace uh, the customer journey, be that in how people 
shop or book or dream about their holidays or indeed on arrival, how they check into their room or check out of the hotel. Uh, we've got straight to room, we've got digital key, we've got a leading app uh, and we're developing new brands like Motto, which has much more flexible accommodation. Uh, and we're putting, you know, the lobby at the hub of all of that and the hub of the uh, social uh, interaction that uh, we want our guests to have within our hotels. And what do you think it is about Hilton that's so unique and special for the team members, first of all? Oh, I think it has to be our culture. Our culture is truly unique. It's something that uh, has been formulated over the course of 100 years and uh, it's one that is deeply rooted in hospitality it's deeply rooted in the light and warmth of hospitality i think our vision is so compelling as a business i think we're so fortunate to have had a founder that was so visionary in that respect fantastic and what would advice would you give to people working to achieve a, a work-life balance because you spend so much time at work, you're very, very dedicated, you've got a, a great work ethos and, yeah. and team. How do you keep that work-life balance? Well, you know, I think if you're passionate about your work and you truly love what you're doing, work becomes a passion and becomes a hobby in yes. many respects. Yes. And so I think I would say absolutely follow your heart and do something that you are truly passionate about and do something that doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And that's certainly how I feel on a daily basis as I go into work. I I genuinely love what I do and I love the people that I work with. I think we're incredibly privileged. We work for an amazing organization and I think, uh, you know, it's a very stimulating environment. Yes. Clearly, you've got to have balance. And, you know, I think family time is incredibly important. And I sometimes have to stop myself to make sure that I carve out the appropriate time to do things with the family, yeah. with my travel schedule and with the day-to-day -day pressures of uh, – you know, my job, I sometimes have to have that check and balance. But uh, and I think be passionate in your hobbies and things that you do outside of work. Sure. You know, spend some time in every day doing something unrelated to work, uh, whether that's reading a book or whether it's you know going to an art gallery or whether it's just in the gym, whatever. Yeah. I think you've got to carve out time and be disciplined about what you're doing. Great advice. Great advice. And that goes for even when you are traveling. So say you're away on work, you can still then go to an art gallery, read a book, go to the gym and do the things that you enjoy, yeah, even though you're away from home. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic advice. And now I know you're keen to create opportunities for team members who might usually face barriers to entry. Hmm. Can you tell me a bit about that? Well, we're a very diverse and inclusive culture within Hilton. And I think everybody has got something to add. And I think, you know, we have done a lot of work in the community with underprivileged individuals, with people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we as a business, and I've seen so many examples of individuals who have um, been able to realize their own potential at whatever level that may be through, yeah. um, through Hilton and through the hospitality business. And I think it's a great business for doing that. And I think it's all part of the richness of our culture that we have such a diverse population of uh, team members and um, it's an amazing privilege to lead. Fantastic. Now, I know that Thrive is a big initiative at Hilton uh, to help team members feel more resilient, focused, optimistic about their work. How do you thrive? How do I thrive? Well, I, I love my job. I think I said that before. <laughs> that so is I, clear. I, I thrive while I'm working. Yeah. Um, but equally, you know, I... Uh, I do love to garden. I do love sports. So I play golf. I swim. I sail. I wish I could spend more time doing those things yeah. on one hand. But, 
because I love what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. It kind of, kind of just happens naturally. Yes, naturally, in, in its right time. And can you explain your personal interpretation of the Hilton effect? So what effect has working at Hilton had on your life? Hilton's had an amazing effect on my life. It's enabled me to travel. It's enabled me to see different cultures. It's enabled me to grow professionally. And above all, it's enabled me to work with some amazing people who I've got so much respect for yeah. and who have added so much richness to my own perspectives on life. And it's been an amazing, amazing experience. Simon, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you here and to hear your journey and the stories that you've been through. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Now join us again for the next Hilton Effect podcast, where we'll be going from the boardroom to the kitchen and meeting a very well-known foodie. But for me, Yolanda Brown, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.